I'm your host, Robert Sockel, and welcome to the Anal Podcast. Tonight, we're going to be having a probing conversation with a couple of friends of mine. We'll be joined by Jared and John with a quick cameo from Jared's wife, Katie. This is an unscripted conversation. We're just going to be having a general chit chat and all the ideas and opinions expressed within are that of the individual. So I would like to invite you to join us for our very first anal probe segment. Jared, what are you doing now in the in the Grand Theft Auto? I'm I was found an island and now I'm swimming and I should probably go to bed soon to be honest because I have to help people sign up for unemployment tomorrow. So yeah, can you tell me a little bit more about that? Um, I mean, it was it's basically the kind of seed of that came from one of oh yeah that, that's well she's not really involved with that um, oh gotcha like a PSL thing. So is she an activist or is she just supportive? I mean, she's she's an activist. Um, she hasn't been basically because of her injury. Like, well, she had surgery at the beginning of the pandemic, and then she went to a couple protests and then tore a muscle or something. So she hasn't been quite as active as she would like. So. I don't know, you know, also not to really speak for her necessarily, but as far as the unemployment thing goes, that was just someone from the PSL was actually researching um, the unemployed councils of the uh, of the past, right, during the Great Depression and, and seeing things that they did and finding, figuring out ways we could just, you know, help people because that's just one of the things we try to do is like, well, how can you help people in your community? You know, unemployment is just an awful thing to try to sign up for and to figure out so they started in Garfield and now we have a second location in Brookline and a third location in Claritin was actually requested for us to help so it's basically just a table and some people with laptops and we have some snacks and we pass out some flyers and um I, you know I mean that's just basically trying to you know meet a need for people and at some point that's going to change because I think a lot of people are already signed up. So at some point we're going to have to switch gears to, you know, providing food or, you know, stopping people from being evicted when the, you know, rent where the eviction moratorium ends. So, you know, it's, it's all about really like trying to find what people need and, and trying to provide for that is what we're trying to do. So, well, I heard it was okay because Kamala Harris um, is funding, trying to fund the lawyers uh, so they can defend people that have already gotten evicted um, ad nauseum. So they can just, yeah, they can go to court about not having a house and, and lose because, you know, it's, there's no legal way to get around not being evicted. Part of me almost kind of thinks, because aren't a lot of court systems, like, really jammed up? Even if all those things, like, okay, they take it all to court, like, that's just going to crunch into a system that's not going to move anywhere. Is that buying time, or what What could uh, that be? I don't think it's buying time. I just, I mean, this bull secures funds for lawyers defending eviction victims instead of just making sure people don't get evicted. It's not what it does, it's what it doesn't do, and what it could do, and what they refuse to do with the funds that they have available. 
and, and again, right, this is the country we live in and, and the political parties that are active. Like, you know, what John was saying, like we have the Democrats that just do the, 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 not even the bare minimum at this point. This is just like, we're going to pay lawyers. Like, how can we pay lawyers? Like, it might not even help people not get evicted, but it, it'll at least pay lawyers, right? And then you have Trump, who I don't know if you've done any research, but now there's this order where there's this new thing where the government, where like the federal government will prevent you from being evicted. And, and there's like a website, and you know, we were, we were, looking- do you know what that website is? Um, I think it's on the CDC site. I don't remember the exact uh, website per se, but it, it was the latest um, executive order. And it was like, if there isn't already better um, eviction, you know, preventative plans in place, like it'll go by this. But basically, like it lists all these things like you're really poor and you've tried everything else. And like, you know, it's like blah, blah, blah. And it's like under the the, uh, the penalty of perjury, like you, you say all this stuff is true. So basically like you have to sign this paper and like show it to your landlord and then they can't evict you. But to me, it seems like an excuse for you to sign a paper and the government will go, no, you lied about this. We're just going to send you straight to jail instead of just being homeless after being evicted it looks like just a straight to jail pipeline to me because it seems so easy to just do you think that that's something that could be enacted considering you know the the minority communities that we're talking about and the age we live in so go ahead let's push us off the eviction cliff we're going to send many many black and brown people to sign their paper push them into a prison and spread the plague that kills them 73 percent no i mean i honestly think that's i mean i mean i'm this might be overly pessimistic, but I, I think that like the point of that was just to throw more people in prison, like to to, to no, it's a it's a complex that's it as well. Yeah, I mean, to just like, they like why be homeless for a while and then go to prison? Just go straight to prison. <laughs> I see cleansing. John sees free labor. Jared sees prison no, complex. That's what the prison well, well, free labor is. and prison complex is slavery. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing. Yes, yeah, slavery. Yeah. Uh, I was looking on the CDC website. I did not find anything. Uh, I'll see. Let me see if I can. Uh, I'm going through the COVID-19 sections right now. For I see that we have Katie on. Katie, you want to unmute and say hi to our listeners? So so this is the PDF. Yeah, so this is like the, the thing that you're supposed to sign. I, I put it in the general. And, and 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 like give to your landlord. Okay. For declaration under penalty of perjury. It took me a minute to figure out how to unmute myself. Welcome, Katie. Hello. How are you today? Where are you at? Good. Am I? <laughs> are you in the living room or are you upstairs? I'm upstairs. I'm upstairs from you. It doesn't matter where. It's true. That's true. It's all upstairs from me. Yeah. This declaration is sworn testimony, meaning that you can be prosecuted, go right. to jail, pay a fine if you lie, mislead, omit any important information. Yes, that, that I think. How can you omit any important information when it's simply a signature on a form they wrote here? Let's see. No, that's, and, and exactly. That's why I think they it's can like just do whatever they want with it. Yeah. 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 
So I need, okay, I need to break this down. If evicted, I would likely become homeless. Duh. Need to move into a homeless shelter. Probably. Or need to move into a new residence shared by other people who live in close quarters. Because I have no other available housing. Yes. Anyone being evicted would have to deal with those new things, period. New close quarters wrong? housing during a pandemic? Sounds like they're definitely trying to protect people. Well, but, but again, Rob, I mean, this is the kind of stuff where, like, they can say, well, we, we see that you have a relative that lives in the area, or blah, 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 like, they're just... I'm looking for what three means. There just seems to be so many ways that they can just say you lied and just throw you to jail, straight to jail, if if you get evicted. Um, I wonder if signing under duress would work. Um, I've signed things under duress before. I don't know. It's just like I understand because being homeless is duress, right? You're you have no choice but to sign this paper. I mean, I understand that any false or misleading statements or omissions may result in criminal and civil actions for fines penalties damages or imprisonment like eh. this just seems to me go to jail like if you if you <laughs> yes 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 john yes. <clears throat> okay this is interesting <laughs> public reporting burden of this collection of information is estimated estimated to average five minutes per response including the time for reviewing instructions searching existing data sources, gathering and maintaining the data needed, and completing and reviewing the collection of the information. An agency may not conduct or sponsor, and a person is not required to respond to a collection of information unless it is information suggestions for reducing this burden to CDC slash ATSDR report clearance officer and his address. Yeah, I don't, that's, yeah, I mm-hmm. So in other words, you have five minutes when they ask you for this stuff to go gather your data sources and everything you need for My, my guess is it, 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 that's how long it takes for someone to review one of these. Like some person in a cubicle. An agency may not conduct or sponsor and a person is not required to respond to a collection of information unless it displays a currently valid OMB control number. So if you get this paper, scratch out the OMB control number, then sign it. That seems work? like a jailable offense to me. Why would you be jailed for that? Falsifying a federal just, document? They... I feel like that's a felony. I didn't falsify. I just scratched well, out destroying a federal document a is also a felony. Technically, Nancy Pelosi is guilty oh. of a felony when she ripped up that stupid-ass speech. Made her stupid-ass virtue that's signal. That's awesome. Also, what is extraordinary? I love how that's in quotes there. How many definitions of extraordinary are there? Well, problem with like American English, it's like literally means literally and not literally at the same time. Very unusual or remarkable. The extraordinary plumage of the male. Sounds a lot like patriarchy to me. I'm not really sure what the heck it is, but I honestly don't think I would sign that paper. I don't think no, I would. No, it just seems there's so many ways for them to just say, actually, you lied here. How about you go to jail? Because we need the money in our for-profit prisons, which is also slavery. I don't know if, if John mentioned that before, but... I think I, think I might have. But they, they, they make you work. <laughs> 
for yeah. like nothing. Yeah. So. But, but you you did a you did a bad thing, so you're not worth anything. And I know actually, Rob, this kind of ties in well to um, the conversation you were having with a, a friend, a longtime friend, recently about um, people being shot and them deserving it, and who cares because they were bad people. Am I ringing a bell? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Who cares? It wasn't quite uh, that harsh, but they weren't good people. It's not that it's racist. It's just they weren't good people. So if we take all the people that are in jail, um, that are you know either convicted wrongly or correctly, and uh, just, just just slave labor—that's what they deserve. They deserve to be slaves, right? They deserve to not be people anymore. What was I that? mean, that wait, seems... that that actually, that was, you just used provocation as a positive tool for a second. I wonder if, what's capitalism in general, everyone sort of has the illusion of freedom. But you know if you don't go to work, you don't get money, and then you're, you're boned. Yeah. If at any, is it at any point in history, has any society collectively just said, okay, now we're not doing that anymore, we're just going to do something different. Jared is the man to answer this question. I think that's who I'm asking. Has that ever happened in any known history where collectively, you know, uh, even if, I guess it doesn't even have to be capitalism. Has there ever been a place where, not a revolution, not a war, where they just said, okay, this sucks and we're, we're changing it? Well, I mean, like, so historically, right? I mean, you had, like, the kind of proto-communist hunter-gatherer societies. Can you break down proto-communist hunter-gatherer societies <laughs> a bit? This is recording, so you can just listen to it later. No, I'm not asking for me. I'm asking for our listeners there, Mr. Smarty Pants. They can do the same thing. <laughs> the lazy pieces of sh- They will not, and now I have to bleep if I want clean. Lazy, pe- lazy pieces of sh- <laughs> Sorry, just have to say sh- again. How's this market I'm explicit? Now. Just keep saying sh- Um, <laughs> well- so, I mean, so the, the problem is, is like, so of course we have examples of like, you know, you have Russia starting the, you know, the USSR, we have Vietnam, China, uh, Cuba, Korea, like of the, these revolutions that they, you know, if, if you're specifically talking about going from capitalism to some sort of socialism or you know, socialist state, right? Because well, of course you, know, you would pick that, but continue. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, but I mean, it, it, because like before capitalism was before capitalism, like it was just a different world, different relations to things. Yeah, you know. So you had feudalism that was different relations. There were revol- there was uprisings against feudalism that happened with peasants that you know, created some sort of communal things that, you know, were crushed. No, nope, I'm talking more of like a, the most of the people were just like this and they just sort of walked away from it. So we're going to do something else over here. I mean, I don't know if people necessarily, I mean, there've been in like United States labor history, people have walked away, but I mean, you know, again, like I, I guess it's technically the, it's not 9-11 anymore. But uh, 9-11 is also the anniversary of the United States with the CIA helping overthrow Chile, um, that they had an actual just of like a democratically elected socialist government and the CIA came in and overthrew it and like installed a brutal dictator. So, I mean, that's the, the, the problem, Rob, is like sort of a meme at this point where, you know, 
socialism, even if people vote for it or it just happens, you know, the CIA will come in and, and like overthrow them. So, you know, it has happened in like Chile, then it was overthrown. Like Yugoslavia, I think, is another example where it happened kind of more peacefully and through um, voting that they threw off the yoke of capitalism and, and went to something else. And that's a whole other history. And then there was a whole other, I mean, that was a whole, I mean, th there's a lot. Um, but I mean, I feel like there's probably been individual communes, but a, in terms of like an, an, like a large- a broader movement. A broad, like a huge, like a large swath of land, like a nation state. I don't think so because even places like you know Uyava in um, Syria, that's um, it's still it's still violent, and you know that's also yeah. I mean, I think it's it's difficult to just um, which again, this might be a criticism of um, some you know even like nonviolent means. It's like okay, you can just get a group of people together and say we're not gonna participate in society anymore but eventually this capitalist society is going to want you right to either produce something or to buy something and they're going to come in with violence so how do you protect yourself from that yes and, and always got to be on the defense and when you say violence what's the, what's the most innocuous form of violence that that would happen like say you know you're, you're doing like the least amount you know you're, you're not being provocative you're just kind of hunkering down um I just want to kind of draw a delineation between like coming in guns a blazing versus just the violence that is like just arresting you and throwing you in prison or something like that. What violence are you referring to in its, in its most kind of basic sense? Well, I mean, I, I think that that reveals, right, the, the, the violence like inherent in our system, which you're mentioning, John, is that like every all like our laws and rules that we follow there's always this threat of violence behind it that is completely unacknowledged it's yes it's unacknowledged yeah until like you know again right you know in recent memory right we have the right wing amon bundy right that says don't take my land or we have Chaz in what was that seattle or whatever Right? So we have these two examples, one sort of libertarian right, one on the left, of um, these these places trying to exist outside the system and like, you know, eventually like they just come in and they take it violently. Um, and I don't know, I think you wanted something more nuanced than that, John, but I... Well, um, no, I just, I, I was kind of just seeking like a broad spectrum definition of violence where it's, yes. you know... It taking well, yeah, it taking your house if you stop paying your mortgage or it's coming in and throwing you in jail is kind of an escalation of that but it's still a violence it's still taking something from you whether it's freedom or property yeah we had it straight back to debtors prisons well, indentured servitude you're, you're, to your credit card companies. if you're rich enough now oh yes I acknowledge the chains of capitalism and I need my little pennies to come in so I can buy a microphone so that we sound better. And that's the thing, like, you know, under acknowledging it and understanding puts you way ahead of most people, especially in America. <laughs> yes, sometimes it's impressive what those around you do not understand and you consider common knowledge. Well, no, I, I appreciated like you, uh, you, uh, you throwing out those quotes I, I gave you, Rob, doing your 
during your interview with uh well gaia there like i saw you you mentioned like uh uh not noticing your chains or whatever i was like yeah 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 it's that subtle you gotta plant to yeah. see yeah, we talked about that i remember that yeah nice yeah i also and i enjoyed hearing my uh rebuilding the structure inside of you etc yes that was, a, that was fun to, to hear i have my notebooks please there's some other really good good ones in there. We'll unpack them in a later episode. No, but you know, I think John brings up a good point. It's like, what is violence? Like, is being denied a home and shelter violence? Is being denied food violence? Is being denied health care violence and, and, and mental health care violence? You know, like I know. I know the answer to those questions. <laughs> right. Yes. And, you know. It's, it, it yes. Is, yes. And, uh, yeah. And, and it makes right. It makes you th- rethink. Like, what? What is quote violence? And violence. That's what I was aiming yes. at. That's yeah. precisely what I was aiming at. You know, because we we think it's usually just physical confrontation, either with our fists or with like a, a you know a weapon, but it's it's much more than that it's like if it causes suffering right that's violence jared how many mainstream political parties do we have in the united states major political yeah. parties two two we have two yeah but technically okay and then step down four i mean the libertarians and the you greens libertarian socialist oh green that's yeah. that, why that's, didn't you think of green that's really it like but the Green Party hasn't done shit in like ten, like has ever has never done shit. Like they've got yeah, some. Local, I think you can only. I mean, the, the Green yeah. Party has got Jesse Ventura as like the governor of Minnesota, and that's like their claim to fame. Like that's not. Ugh. Is there a way we mm. can force people to be green through understanding? Well, uh, well, you can. You can. Have you ever seen the movie Inception? Yeah. Uh, that I'm working on that. Well, what is the? Does anyone know like the percentage of votes they need? To, like, because the thing about political parties in the United States is you need to get a specific fifteen. It's fifteen. It's fifteen percent to appear next year. So, I think. so basically, the Green Party has to get fifteen percent of the vote to even have enough money to participate in the debates yeah, I, right i think that's the number it's, i don't know if it's money or just like you're allowed to send a candidate to the debates next year or you appear on ballots or something like that yeah. but the, the number is 15 for yeah. whatever it is i think it well it's to get federal funding so you so you can be a part yeah. of like the federal everything right yeah Big- and ross perot Libertarian got 19% back in 1990. I remember that. Ish, whatever yeah. that, 1992, whatever it would have been. 19%. Holy shit. Probably yeah. got Clinton elected. Hey, third party votes don't don't affect the election, right? So I tell myself. A lo- I mean, hmm. <laughs> 19's a lot. <laughs> 19's a lot for, for, I mean, granted, right? I mean, I mean, that's the problem, though. Like, people just just guess like who voted for Perot, who who they would have voted for like well anecdotally the only people i know that voted for Perot were registered republicans mm. yes i thought i remember that most of the people that i knew then because i wasn't old enough to vote then but the people i were around republican 
Yeah. Most of the people that any of us would have been around at that point were Republican. Yeah. And damn Bill Clinton. I didn't but, hate um, Clinton. I mean, he did the whole cigar thing, power to him. But when I was a kid, I wasn't, like, politically aware. So I just knew that, like, dude got his. And I was like, I didn't have a problem with that. Yeah, he, he, he got a oh. BJ and he played saxophone. And we all forget, like, yeah. the, the crime bill. There we are, the crime bill. Or the super predators. That was a fun yeah. one. Or just, like, bombing the shit out of Yugoslavia. You know? Everybody does that. Or, like, welfare bef- welfare reform, right? And just... Gutting welfare. Oh, we're getting deep, boys. This is gonna be a whole nother behind the scenes episode. Well, the problem is, is like I say that I don't know enough to back that up. I just know enough. Of, you know, this is just like memes I know of. Like, you're like that guy at the party that just says things and no one knows enough to disagree. Yeah. So he just nods to look cool. I, I've, I've been riding that for quite a while. <laughs> well, I hate to break it to you, but when we start getting comments on this, it's not gonna work. Oh, I'm not gonna read any of those. Oh, but I'll let all no, the no, ones no, you don't, you don't I'll read let the all comments. the ones that are at you that are incorrect information. You'll you'll get schooled real quick in popular opinion. Please like and subscribe, listeners. We don't read the comments. I don't think I will. Go I think I'm gonna yourselves. have a friend read them. Now, if if you're a ten dollar per month patron, we'll read all your comments. We might read one on air. What should I do for my patrons? Like, if they give me a buck, I feel like I should totally get on there and be like, yo, you gave me a dollar, I bought a Frosty. You're the best. Show them your butthole. No, No, I want to see my butthole. Well, if you're you're trying to prove that men's lips, nipples, and buttholes are all the same color, then yes, you would want to show them. Oh, is my butthole the same color as my nipple? No, my butthole's way got, it's got issues. If that's supposed to be a thing. Because it's not. Well, I mean, things not appearing in the outtakes. Oh no, I'll, I'll leave that in. That's fine. <laughs> no, that, that's just the opening of every show now. My butthole's way <laughs> different color than my nipples. <laughs> Welcome to anal. Jared, is it. your butthole also very small? Like your nipples? I don't. I'd have to ask. Oh Katie, yeah, I wonder if there's that. a correlation between nipple circumference <laughs> and pucker radius. No, I just learned today that this it's the same. It's the same colors, like your lips and your nip naps and your. Um, your, your nethers are the same colors. Where did you learn that? Uh, sources will be unnamed. Oh, that ain't fair. Because I am unsure they'd like to be named. <laughs> Hi, ch- Boop! <laughs> no! Oh, damn! No! <laughs> Who's that? I let it that out. <laughs> Who's beep? Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, she like told me, like this is how you, you're supposed to pick your your lip colors to match your nipple color. And I was like, how do you match your nipple color to the lipstick in the store? You just look. That's <laughs> what the mirrors are way I, up ahead and tilted for. Yeah, that's what they're doing. I don't know. <laughs> it's nipple peeking. <laughs> but you just have to stare at it in the mirror long enough that you've memorized your nipple color. I guess. Oh, you know what? Does, does Katie like makeup? Like, does she do girly things, or is she I mean, not a she girly She does girl? makeup. She, I, I wouldn't say she's, like, super into it, but she, she knows enough, you know? Oh, because she's super into it. Like, she gets made up and then, like, washes her face to get so, made up. So, Rob, uh, we found another question to ask her. Oh, hold on, let me pull up my notes. 
Okay. Well, I don't know. It's just it's somehow to somehow to work that into conversation where how you pick out your lip color is supposed to match your your, your bits and oh, bobs. I thought you were gonna just go the, the whole way into oh. like uh, makeup. Yeah, I thought you. Yeah, you had makeup good, and like I could do that. And that should be for now. That'll be for the blooper reel. Oh uh, no, I don't think makeup is necessarily attached to patriarchy. I think uh, women just do that because they want to or don't. I mean. At least that's how it's always been described to me. And I know, like, way back when, everything was to make men happy. But now I, I don't know that that's really the case. I think women do it just because they want to. No, I don't I don't know either. I, I personally have never worn makeup. But if I was ever like, I want to be made up. Not like drag queen or whatever. Just let someone do whatever they want. It would be Tonya. She's talented. Well, that's another good question then. What, like... How do you see the evolution of the makeup's intended audience and all well, that? Well, I mean, stuff? but that, but that's the question though too. Know. Like, like you know, if if you're if you're a dude and you just start throwing on a little bit of makeup, like, is that socially acceptable? You're getting hit with a stick. Is it? Well, yeah. Like, I'm very curious if, like, well, yeah, mean, is it? <laughs> As a straight man, do you think you could go out with a little bit of blue eyeshadow and still feel like you had a nice thick? to slow you down a little bit. I mean, honestly, like, I, I want... Well, I think a guy doing that would have yeah, the well, thickest... Well, you would never... You don't know, but... I think that's put, how that works. You try it. Will you put on blue eyeshadow and go walking around in public? See how people act? Well, I, I, as an experiment, sure, but, like, as something I would want to do, no. But I'd wear, like, makeup that you can't tell... Like, quote, unquote, can't tell you're wearing. Like, concealer, cover your blemishes, make your eyes pop a little yeah, bit. I don't have a problem with that. I think... I think I wore like concealer or something in my senior pictures because I had a zit. I did the same thing. Yeah, I mean that's kind of not a great example. Well, do cisgendered straight men wear makeup in schools now? I think they're, they'd be a lot more accepting of like skincare products and stuff no, like that, definitely. But there was a rumor, like when we were in school, Jared, of. Uh, one guy wearing makeup and it was like he wears makeup as a bad thing like look at that he wears makeup what a weirdo um and i don't know if it was ever true or not he just might have had like a clay face that just looks like he has makeup on but i mean i would still say like in in general society like it seems less socially acceptable for like you know men to wear um any sort of Right, it, obvious, obvious, right? Yeah. Obvious yeah. makeup. Like women wear makeup, and it, it's fine. And like they're supposed to, they're supposed to look perfect all the time. And men can look like shit, and it's fine. But like, if you go the extra mile as a man to wear makeup, then like, right, then it comes like, are you right? Are you gay? Is there some other thing, right? You know, you can't just be right a, a cis guy and just like, no, I like makeup. Like I wanna look pretty or handsome or however you feel yeah. you know like yeah hide my wrinkles smooth out my jawline like i really think that if straight men realized how solid of a jawline a little could do contouring would do well no they'd be into it what no this is uh and um john was there if you recall last year halloween was it last year or the year before Right. Yeah, or yeah, Jared. Yeah, well, you can you can tell the story, I guess. I don't want, but yes, I rem I know exactly what you're talking about. So I went. So Katie and I did uh, we Halloween, and we went to Shoe Brew, 
and, and John Johnish were there. Um, Which, if we're recording this, wonderful place. Can't recommend it enough. Yes, it's a great, it's a, yeah, the great food, great beer. Um, you can bleep, bleep that out or whatever. Um, but no, we went to the, we went to a Halloween party and we did a gender bent um, Star Wars. So she was Han Solo, I was Princess Leia. Um, at that time, I still had so that that was probably two years ago because I still had the long hair. Radiant Princess yeah. Leia, I might. Have. <laughs> I still had the long hair, so Katie like did like the, the little, kind of tiny little Leia buns, and I still had. I, at that time, I only had a mustache, and like she did my makeup. She did a little bit of the eyes, and she she did my you know jawline and whatever. So like I was made up a little bit, and like man, the comments I was getting. No, I, I got like the scariest. Yeah. I got the costume, like the award for yeah. the scariest. He literally won. Scariest costume, yeah. Yeah. And I think I looked fine. Like, I mean, I wasn't like a, you know, like I wasn't like drag queen level, like way below that. But it was just like, yeah. you know, you just looked like you were wearing a Halloween costume. Yeah, and it was like, you know, the, the comments, you know, I was getting is just some, some guy that was like wearing makeup that was slightly gender bent. It was like really weird especially like on halloween where you think like that should be more acceptable right than other times because like oh i'm just dressing up but no it was uh, well yeah you can dress up anytime even if it's not halloween yeah but yeah it was a, it was a pretty negative experience i would say in general from the people yeah, that yeah. said stuff like who knows right. like, people that didn't say anything maybe they didn't care and it was fine but like the people that i actually heard from right what, what it was you know have something to say yeah i wonder why they felt the need to say something to actually make it audible was it that it made them uncomfortable did they want to see your reaction did they want to know did they think they were being funny did they think they were being funny um but still in that vein why did they think they would need to say it to jared rather than just to their buddies that is interesting well, I mean, like, I wonder what the motivation. I think it's just like they've maybe felt a bit uncomfortable by it and didn't know what to do. Well, but I, that's fair. And I feel like th there might have been a thought too that like the whole right quote drag is like a joke, right? Like yeah, it, it, the yeah. whole thing, like my whole thing is like a joke, right? And you know, in some sense, like oh, it's funny, like we're gender bending like this costume, but like. I love gender bent costumes. You know, like you don't have to call me ugly, bro. Like you know, my my my, my girlfriend spent some time making my makeup, and I look good. You. <laughs> I've I've been sitting here and like thinking about people I find attractive. So like a lumberjack with a little bit of concealer and maybe a little bit of eyeliner. Okay, I'm into it. And then like that's, that's all you can those do. sign yeah, spinners yeah. that you pass on the road, and then you pass the fat one first, and he's gross, but you'll give him a chance. <laughs> Look okay with a little bit of eyeliner on. Maybe brighten his lips up a little bit. I don't know. Down to the super hot one. Okay, yeah. He has a contoured jawline, concealer. He's got a tattoo on his forearm. I can see that. I don't know why. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe I just think men in makeup are hot. I've never really looked at men in makeup. Maybe. Let me Google yeah. some men in makeup. But I'll probably just get drag queens. How do you well, Google I mean, men in tasteful some, makeup? That sounds there's some, awful. There's some very confusing drag queens. I mean, like, sexual identity confusing, not like, why are you doing this confusing? 
Okay, so I'm just going to Google images for men in tasteful makeup. So that is the exact Google search, men in tasteful makeup. And, okay. It's an interesting thing to look for. It really is. Okay, there's some people who clearly know what they're doing as you get further down the list. And then we seem to start segueing into other things. Well, I mean, I think you you look at every single ad that a man is in, whether it's men's clothing or whatever, they'd all be wearing makeup. Yes, but their uh, innate goal is to be nude, just like any woman who wants to have a nude face would make herself up to be nude. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Yeah, but it is makeup. You know, it, it is. It is. Covering it is. Up and it is putting on a, a different... But if you were able to make yourself up that well, you'd be able to parade around in public without a second glance because people would be too busy hiding erections and trying to get their drip drips under control. <laughs> but also, I mean, you know, everyone that's in, like, television and movies and commercials, like, they're all in makeup, but, like, it's for a specific purpose that's to, like, make sure they look presentable right under the camera like you know makeup in your daily life is it's it's a different reason you know and gets different criticisms from so if if you guys do the men in tasteful makeup (laughs) search the third one over from quora.com did you guys if you look that up there's a guy who's just normal pimples normal make no makeup and then on the other side he's made up like a woman i think would make themselves up very smooth contoured high yeah. cheekbones yeah and i yeah. don't know I, I don't know if you can put a masculine twist on blatant makeup that's interesting because he kind of looks like a i mean <sighs> This, none of this comes out correctly when you when you're talking about this stuff is like a this. free space the picture on the left looks like a guy the picture on the right looks like a girl with a like a fake beard see as sexually I see on the left masculine and on the right effeminate so I find the left image more appealing to myself personally than I do the one on the right yeah well, there's one actually there's kind of an interesting one with a guy in a plaid shirt and then a gray shirt yeah that kind of looks like the guy from Arrested Development well, but that's kind of an interesting example because in the picture on the right with the lipstick, he still looks pretty masculine. masculine. Just with lipstick on. That's actually a little bit of eyeshadow too. Yeah, that's 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 I mean he has he has kind of a masculine face and a masculine haircut. But I wouldn't You know what? Like... I wonder if the masculinity honestly comes from the two tonal because I'm seeing on him, he's got the darker face on the left, and on the right, he's nice and uniformly colored. I wonder if, in general, as men would want to contour downwards to achieve a more masculine overall makeup appeal. Mm-hmm. Well, he also shaved the mustache and the like, the stubble, like to yeah. go to completely would clean shaven. Like, how would that look with you know, still keeping the yeah. stubble? Like, that might be yeah. a completely That's different good. conception. Yeah. Yeah, even if you have makeup and like even lipstick, like how would lips look with like? Can you make up through stubble? Well, but I I just mean like a like even like like how would lipstick look even on the bottom with like uh, the contrast to a mustache or a beard? That might be striking, you know. If anyone if you search beard with lipstick, yeah, beard with lipstick. 
the one, two, three, four, five, sixth picture over from Adobe stock. It's just kind of a like weird cyberpunk goth look. Okay. I see that. Yeah. The purple uh, lip. Yeah, it, it doesn't. I don't know. He doesn't look androgynous because of the beard, but he just looks like, yeah, I wanted to have purple lips today because I think it's cool. Um, if you go second row down, two over from the left, um, that individual says in red lipstick we trust. Yeah. A, a beard in like that filter with red lipstick, that hair color, I think that's quite flattering. Yeah. Well, and I think we run into a, a thing where um, this is the Harry Styles phenomenon. That's what I'm calling it right now. Okay. Because that guy can do whatever he wants, literally dress however he wants, makeup however he wants, rings, jewelry, whatever he wants, and it will look good. But he has the checklist. He's handsome, he's thin, and he's tall, and he's talented. He can do whatever he wants. But if you t kind of look at the uh, one, two, three over from the right on the top, the bigger guy with the beard and the red lips, my first thought when I looked at him was that's a bearded lady. I think that's the glossy sheen on the lips for me that gives that impression. Maybe, but like, you know, he's also a bigger guy. Like he, mm -hmm. you know, men like should definitely they're... stick with mats if they're looking for masculinity. Yeah. Maybe that's it. Yeah. That's actually a kind of interesting thing. If you look at the next guy over, he kind of maybe is glossy, but it's looks more matte and it's not red. Red is maybe a more feminine color. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Would you use more earth tones? Would you want to tan out your lips for a more masculine makeup? See, these are all good She's... questions for, for our makeup episode. Use brown so you have butthole lips. Just so you know, when the time comes, I'm totally just going to edit this conversation as a before whenever I do Tony's makeup interview. Well, I, that soundbite, use brown so you have butthole lips, was definitely use that. That's okay. great. Butthole lips it is. Yeah. All right. This is a great conversation, yeah, but I really need to go to bed. So I Yes, we're going to wrap it up. Let me kick out Craig before we all bail. Why don't you boys say goodnight? Goodnight, Craig. Good night, Craig. Thank you for joining us today, listener, on the Anal Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our first Anal Probe segment. We'll be back this Wednesday with a new episode from a cardiac critical care nurse who will be joining us to ask a slew of questions. Don't forget to like and subscribe wherever you found our podcast. And as always, stay safe out there. <laughs> <laughs>